I remember the slight smile he wore on his driver's license photo. He looked like a nice guy. Was he actually a counselor at Sagebrush? Or is he really the guy who dragged me out into the woods? No matter who he is, I did this thing. I killed a man named Michael Brenner, who was either trying to save me or kill me, depending on whom you believe. So do I believe what this Dr. Noel told Officer Dillo? Or do I believe my own memories, which go back only a few hours? Did I just hallucinate the cabin and what happened there? Then I think of something. I've got proof that what I told you is true, I say, sliding my hand into my coat pocket until it touches the glass of the frame. I've got a photo of my family that I took from the cabin. That proves I was there. A photo? Some emotion edges Officer Dillo's voice, but it's not surprise. Instead, it sounds like exhaustion. Katie, when you're in a mental hospital, I'm pretty sure they allow you to have family photos. I try to imagine that what he's saying is true. To picture a hospital room with white linoleum floors and a single white bed in the middle. To remember the scent of disinfectant, the fluorescent glow of overhead lights. To visualize Michael Brenner not dragging me through the woods, but earnestly talking to me in an office as he hands me a tissue. Only the pictures I conjure up are fuzzy and flat, unmoving. My body still remembers his hands dragging me through the trees. In my ears, I still hear the sounds of his ragged breathing. Officer Dillo is right. I don't have any way to prove what I'm saying. The photo could have come from a hospital bedside table as easily as the cabin mantle. The cell phone, the wallet, the keys, the car, and even the coat can be explained away. In Dr. Noel and Officer Dillo's version of the story, I took them all from a counselor at Sagebrush who was only trying to help me. Is that who I am? A crazy girl in a mental hospital? So crazy that she killed a man and then made up a story for herself so she wouldn't have to think about the ugly reality? Would I even know if I was crazy? Maybe that's impossible. But I haven't heard any voices or seen any visions. Don't schizophrenic people hear commands from dogs and TV sets and their own fillings? In the past hour, the only person I've heard talking to me is Officer Dillo, and I think he's probably real. And then I think of one thing that doesn't fit Dr. Noel's story. And it's also the thing that will get me out of here. Because I don't want to wait until Dr. Noel shows up. Whoever he is, I'm pretty sure that what he wants won't be good for me. In my version of the story, he'll probably kill me. In Officer Dillo's version, he'll just lock me up for a long time. Neither idea sounds like a winner. I slide my hand behind my back and into the waistband of my jeans. Look, I do have something else that I took from the cabin. Something that will prove to you I'm telling the truth. What is it, Katie? Officer Dillo says with a sigh. I slide over and press the barrel of the gun through the mesh, angling it right at him. This. He turns his head and gasps. My eyes have adjusted enough that I can see how he freezes, not moving so much as an eyelash. If I wanted to, I could pull the trigger right now and blow him away. 
I took this gun from Michael Brenner. He was going to shoot me with it. That Dr. Noel, whoever he is, told you that Michael Brenner was a counselor. So if he was a counselor, why was he carrying a gun? I don't know, Katie. Officer Dillow takes a deep breath. All I know is that the caller ID showed sagebrush. But maybe you're right. Maybe this Dr. Noel wasn't telling me the truth. Or not the whole truth, anyway. Look, why don't you put that down and we can talk about things. And I promise to listen. I think it's likely that Officer Dillo is telling the truth. At least the truth as he knows it. The weird thing is that I almost trust him. But he doesn't trust me. And doesn't believe me. I don't want to shoot you, I tell him, trying to sound tough.